right, quick uh, reminder, be sure to go to my website, Sharon Lee Zapata, and click on the link that says Free Fantastic. There is a printable. It's an awesome printable. I actually have it on my bathroom mirror. It's free. You don't even have to give me your email. I mean, you just click it on and print it. It's 22 things that we can control. Because let's face it, we cannot control everything. Only crazy, uh, psychopathic narcissists want to control everything. (laughs) But it's a great motivator. It's a great, I mean, I love it. I look at it every morning and it helps me to, you know what, get my day going. And it's a free gift from me to you. And I just thought I'd leave this message and remind you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, what's happening? This is Sharon Lee Zapata, hostess of the podcast, Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me. Yep, we all love those grown-up stories of the, the original inspiration, the struggle, and the comeback. So today's guest, oh my goodness, I, I had to hear it twice, that's how good it was, is Dr. Roman Velasquez. He's a new author. He has a book called Fight Sport Neuro Cognitive Performance Training. It's available on Amazon. Um, he's my returning guest. I had him here in June. He's going to tell us all about the brain, and he's going to blow you away, guys. It really is. The information was just mind-blowing. A couple of glitches, I'll give you a heads up, but it's so worth listening to. Thanks for being here, and thank you for the support. Enjoy. Hello. Hello, I'm here. (laughs) You're here. I'm so excited to have you back. Yay. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, is uh, do, can you hear me well? Do I have to put a mic on? No, um, I have on my earbuds. I don't know if you have your earbuds uh, plugged in. It might sound better, but I mean, I have you. You sound great. So everybody's just, listening. There you go. Oh, yeah, I just get, plugged in my earbuds, so that's better. Yes, and much better. Hey, well, welcome back, Dr. Roman Velasquez from El Paso, Texas. Um, dude, I, I, you're probably one of my favorite top five people on, on Instagram. Like I go to see exactly what you're writing. Cause it's so, uh, I don't know how you do it, but your, your attendance showing up in this world is so appreciated, uh, in, in all levels, big and small. And, and like I said, just glimpses of sometimes I just get a glimpse of what you're doing. So welcome back. Thank you. Likewise, <laughs> likewise. Hey, so real quick, I'm going to do an intro, a separate intro. So sure. for those of you guys that are listening, um, I have Dr. Roman Velasquez, who's in El Paso, and he is a neurosports. I always, I can never get your title quite. It's fight neuro, fight sports neuro peak performance doctor. And uh, today, we're going to talk about your brand new book. And um, I, you know, I was talking. I was going through some of the chapters this morning. And I'm blown away. So this is this book is just cool. not not for just fighters, right? Sport fighters. This is for humans. This is for people, regular right. regular people like myself, moms, right. dads. Okay. Well, dude, um, you were here in June. Now we're here back in September, and I remember I wanted to have you back. So again, thank you so much for your time for thank being you for here. Having me. You're welcome. And before we get started, I want everybody to go follow you on your Instagram and your Facebook, and it is at doctor which would be dr dot roman velasquez correct right yay well tell us 
tell us what you're doing in the book. And I mean, just you, the floor is yours, dude. I mean, I have questions, but I just want to hear from you real quick. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much. I'm glad to be here again. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh-oh, can you hear me? Oh, no, guys, bear with me. I think I lost you. I heard you say you're so excited, and now I cannot hear you. <laughs> um, I may have to... Hold on. We may have to hang up and start over, guys, because I'm not sure what happened. All right, so I'm going to hang up, and then we're going to reconnect. Because that's what happens with technology. We'll be right back. You back? We are on. <laughs> we're on. Okay. Um, but you were just saying, uh, mm. what was your last thing? I heard you say uh, you're No, so it's excited. great to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back. I'm excited. I think this is one of the best podcast shows that, um, <laughs> that's out it. there right now, man. I mean, geez. You, you talk about creativeness and innovativeness and just a whole lot of fun with good information, good practical information, you know, and that's what, that's what everybody needs right now. There's so many distractions out there. Oh, that I we know. Need to, yeah. Yeah. We need to set our brain, you know, uh, to, to, to lockstep mode that we stay really focused on what we want to do because, you know, life is short and, uh, Man, and I, had, get, yeah. I had that question that everyone's asking. This is the million dollar question, you know, uh, and, and I love your quotable. I'm going to repeat it. It says, nobody is born a warrior in exactly the same way that nobody is born an average man or woman. We make ourselves into one or the other. So the million dollar question is how do we do that? How do we, why does it seem so challenging to conquer the incoming information? Yeah. You know, first of all, I think the most important thing is that we exist for a purpose. And when you find purpose for yourself and you find what gives you meaning, that purpose and your life will dramatically change. And this starts and this starts in your brain. You know, I mean, we all have this thing up here that computes our daily lives. It quantifies our relationships you know, it minimizes and maximizes our efforts and what we want to think about. So we now know that a thought is a unit of mental energy that tends to tra transmute itself into speech, actions, behaviors, perceptions. And everything that is real to mm -hmm. us is encased in electrochemical energy patterns inside that brain and 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 this starts with you controlling your thoughts and, and, and that leads me to to the to something that because maybe somebody who's listening right now they hadn't heard the podcast from back in june and i'll have to you know connect the two or tell people go back to the episode we had in june but yeah. let you let people know like who are you and i guess the word would be like what qualifies you to be an expert in this because you're definitely an expert um, you know, to let people know how you even began to study the brain and, and how you say that it's a toddler industry that's fastly growing in sports, the neurocognitive industry. Right, right. So um, my, uh, my, my title uh, and, and what I call myself is a uh, fight sport neurocognitive performance specialist. Um, 
I work with uh, high-level athletes in the UFC, world, box, uh, world boxing. These professional fighters seek that mental strength, mental prowess. And what we do is uh, we take them through protocols in um, their fight sport performance. In other words, we rewire their brains, their neural networks to perform more efficiently. So that's what I do. And, and uh, I have a doctorate degree in leadership. Uh, psychology and a um, a postdoctoral degree in uh, neurobiology. So my interest in the sport comes from me being a former boxer in the United States Marine Corps, and as a child, as a kid growing up, a wrestler, and also in martial arts. So the fight sport world comes very natural to me, mm -hmm. um, and and my interest in in human performance and the brain is very important and. And I think that what gives me that purpose and that meaning in life and that, you know, we all exist here on this planet Earth. And what do we do to contribute to humankind? Well, I can say that 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 myself and my team and I tell my team, I remind my team of this every single time that we were about to uh, to train an athlete is that we are here to enhance human performance. Uh, by training our athletes with neurocognitive performance. And, and, and that's what we do. We uplift that curve, that human performance curve. And that's how we serve humankind here on this planet. Wow, that's deep, dude, because, you know, you don't hear about that, you know, enhancing human performance and, and not just for athletes, but a, a, I'm not going to say the regular person, but a, a non-athlete, let's put it that way, a non-athletic person <laughs> yes. um, will definitely benefit from your book because you talk about the micro wins. And, and I know for me as, as, a, as a mom and, and as a businesswoman and an artist, you know, we, 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 can beat ourselves up because, oh, we didn't go work out today. But wait a minute. What are the other things I did do today? Oh, my God. You know, I lifted a 20-foot ladder. I went up the stairs 100 times. You know, so there were micro wins. Right. So can you share that about, uh, about that, about the micro wins and, and how the goals are and, you know, writing things down? Is that still necessary for, for people who want to perform? Absolutely. I mean, you know, whatever your performance is, whether you're a dancer whether you're a creative artist like the Sharon Lee Sapata, one of the best in the Southwest. Thank you. It doesn't matter what your performance is like and what you want to do. But I think the most important thing is that we take a look at what our, our objectives are, our goals uh, for a professional athlete. Obviously, you know, the goal is to win that championship, you know, and winning. And, 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 and losing is a part of winning. So when you take a look at at, at, at human life, you know, you're, we're going to lose a lot of times We're, you know, and, and, and whatever winning is to you, I mean, it's subjective, but whatever winning is, it doesn't come all at once. It, it's mm -mm. a big maze. It's a big maze. And that big maze is, is, is really inside your head. You know, as you travel your maze, as you go through life, searching for that win, um, Along the way, you got to create micro wins. You got to create little daily wins that are going to set up for that big win. Because that big win will never come if you do not create those little, little small wins along the way as part of your strategy. You know, I mean, athletes have have a strategy. You know, right. for, for every fight, they have to review the data that's in there, the film that's in there for their opponent. 
What are they going to do? What are they not going to do? And then they uh, they strategize, you know, and and these things are very important. What's your strategy? You know how many checkpoints there is for a pilot to no, um, take, to take off? off the plane? No. Yeah, I there's like a buku, like something like 32 checkpoints or something like that just to leave the the uh, the, the gate. So if if we don't have those checkpoints, if we don't have that checklist and it could be something as a mental checklist. Mm hmm. Write it down. That's why my new book, Vice Board and Your Cognitive Performance Training, How Athletes Rewire Their Brains to Win. I put worksheets in there after every chapter. That way people can actually make some notes. You know, right, when you write that. it down. Yeah, when you write it down, it makes it real. It, it connects it connects the brain to the hand and, and that's to the paper. And the paper, and it stays in your brain. And you got to remember this, you guys, when we're listening, because we live with technology, and technology is technology. But when you can go back and open up your book, open up Dr. Romano's book, and say, okay, the chapter, whatever, page five, and I wrote this goal down. You don't have to log in. You don't have to clear cookies. You're not putting in a password. It's just opening it, and boom, it's right there. So that makes it easy and more concrete. Absolutely. You know, the writing is, is so, and then try to write with your non-dominant hand. <laughs> you know, that really, that really gets your right hemisphere, your right brain hemisphere to work overtime. And that's what you need. We need to work on the brain in ways that we have not worked on it before. That's why when we, when we start training with fighters, you know, the first, the first uh, step that we do, obviously, is we do a, a neurocognitive performance assessment. And then a 10 to 12 assessment uh, that we do initially because we want to know where the strengths are. We want to know where the opportunities are. And, and, and then we customize that protocol for that specific athlete. Mm -hmm. Every individual is different because they're wired different because every brain is unique and it's wired differently. So this is very important that you write your assessment. What is the assessment that I want to take, uh, to complete this project. And, and, and obviously from that assessment, you know, from taking a personal inventory of your strengths, of your weaknesses and those challenges, you know yourself. And when mm -hmm. you start doing that every day for every project that you run into, um, you know yourself a little bit better, you know? And, you know, and you said something in your book that really stood out to me. It's, uh, I think it's still in chapter one or maybe chapter two, but it says no particular brain cell is in charge so no particular brain cell is in charge. Can you elaborate on that? What is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Sharon, the brain is very unique. It's got trillions of neural connections and networks that make up everything that we do in our daily life. And and you're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. Um, it's it's so funny. Once once you hear the whole podcast, you're gonna it's gonna continue to roll. So we're talking, yeah. or you were talking about how no particular brain cell is in charge. Yes, absolutely. So no particular of all the trillions of connections, the billions of neurons, no neuron is in charge. No neuron is a no single cell is a master conductor. They all work jointly. It mm. is a a community of cells that are just dying to get information and pass on information. Uh, we have a very collaborative brain. Wow. And, 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 and when this, this collaboration is set forth in motion for whatever your objectives are 
and whatever your focus is, whatever your concentration might be, whatever your creativity might be, they work for you. They will not fail you. They work for you. And, 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 and one of the most important things is that is having those, those, um, those principles that are so important that, that, that create what you are really, because, you know, when you talk about people that, that there's doubt, there's self-doubt, if you yes. take a look at self-doubt, self-doubt is, is not created by the self. Self-doubt is created by others. You know, I love, I love one of your quotes in, uh, in your book, <laughs> it's a new day. Don't be a shithead. You know, I love that book. Yeah. I'll tell you, you, you quoted, don't outsource your self-respect and your self-esteem. No, and we do do that growing up. We do, we do that sometimes without thinking. And so I, I created those quotes for, for my brain because I have an ADHD, you know, I'm very all over the place. And, and that leads me to how do, or how would you recommend somebody who, who has a self-doubt? And again, the self-doubt is not brought on by self. It's brought on by others. How can somebody improve their self-doubt? Yeah. First of all, the first step is, is. Don't listen to negative talk. Don't listen to bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know yourself because self-doubt is created by others. You know, it's, I mean, research continually shows that uh, we share our same brainwave patterns um, and thoughts and same neural connections and networks as our five closest friends. So, so if any of your five closest friends has any type of self-doubt that's projecting towards you, you're mm. gonna wire you're gonna wire yourself for that. And it could be something as simple as, you know, you've never painted a 55 foot masterpiece. And I don't think you can ever do that. <laughs> it's something as simple as that. Right. Well yeah. who says who? Says me, who? Yeah, let me chunk it down, right? Let me break it three feet by three feet and I will have a 55 footer. Right. So, and, and I, but that also comes with, and I'm, you probably can relate to this, but you know, our, 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 our first tribe is our family. And sometimes growing up, we don't have control over that. We, we just don't, we just have no choice. But as you get older and you start meeting other people and you realize, wow, that particular part of my family is negative, but this part isn't, or these friends aren't. And so how does that intertwine where you have the the self-doubt is created by others, but then you have to make your decisions with your, your own brain to make the better choices. And why do people struggle yeah. with that? Yeah, first of all, you know, when we're growing up, we're, I mean, we're in a very, our brain is in a very suggestive, a very suggestive state of, of, of being, you know, I mean, from all the way till seven years old, there's this mental operating software system that has built itself from our environments, from our parenting, from, from our family, from our, from our tribe. Right. Mm -hmm. But as we continue on these neural networks, these experiences start to create this beautiful mosaic of networks that uh, make up a new you. And, and we're different every single day. We're not the same person. You know, uh, the, the, the brain is live wired. That's Dr. Uh, 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 Eagleman quote. You know, we are live wired. We are continually changing. We are continually evolving, unfolding, adapting. And, and that's because of our brains. 
You know, the other, the, the other thing is that every cell in the human body listens to our thoughts. Mm, we that's become, deep. Yeah, we become, we become our thoughts. We become our thoughts. We become what we think about. And, and, and not only do we become what we think about, we are who our grandmother was in cellular form because her thoughts are inside your thoughts. They're passed on through genes, you know? And this, that's, that's crazy because there's some crazy people in my family <laughs> and there's some awesome <laughs> people in my family and there's just a mixture. So you always go, okay, what, what, what cells do I have today to work with? And you know how that yeah. self, that self repair, I really do. After we, you know, our, our first in, podcast interview that we had back in June, um, when we hung up, I got to thinking about it. You know, we are, you know, those, those, you're a new person. It was at every five years, all your cells completely die and then reborn. And so you are a different person. So you, you're not, exactly. you're not what your family says or what your ex says or whatever. Uh, so explain to us about that. How the cells. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, there are over 37 trillion cells in the human body uh, and they are regenerating at an astronomical, astronomical rate. 810,000 cells per second. That means that the tissues and the structures in your body, as well as your physical being, are different by a factor of around 500 billion new cells every single week. And wow. these, reprogram these reprogramming neural networks and the beliefs in the subconscious mind can create about a half a trillion high-performing new cells in your body in just the first week. And this is phenomenal. And this changes everything because this is the way that we are live wired. And this is the way that our body communicates with itself and, 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 and regenerates with itself into whatever you want yourself to be. And you know, it's and, so true. And it's, and it, we get in our own way. I'm, I'm, I've done it. I mean, I, we always get, we can, we get in our own way. Somebody told me that a long time ago, stop getting in your own way. And when I heard that, I was, wow, that's deep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we get in our own ways, it's, it's our thought process, right? Our mm -hmm. thought process dictates what we are going to be doing um, for the rest of our lives or for the next five minutes, for the next hour. Mm. Um, so tell next week. So tell us about, um, you talk about the noisy brain and in your quote, in your book, you have a quotable, it says the soul becomes painted with the color of its thoughts. Your thoughts today will become automatic actions tomorrow. And so the noise, when I, when I saw chapter two, noisy brain, I was like, oh my God, that's my brain. Well, that's everybody's brain. So what, what do we do with a noisy brain? There is so much noise. There is astronomical noise. We live in a very noisy world. There is so much distraction. Mm -hmm. I mean, just going through simple scrolling up on social media just to see what's going on and whatnot. Next thing you know, two hours have gone by. You know, you so 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 this noisy, this noisiness, you know, from a performance, from a performance standpoint, you know, this noisiness affects your muscles, your movement, your precision work. Imagine a neurosurgeon conducting neurosurgery on someone's brain and, and the neurosurgeon's brain is noisy. Mm. That noisiness travels to his limbs, 
through his central nervous system, at the cervelum, into the muscles, into his fingers, into his hands, into his fingertips, they're cutting precisely. If you think about it that way, and you think about your life in that terms, what, how is noise, this noisiness really affecting what you do? And it's, it, it, it's, it's very hard for a lot of people to say, well, how can I stop this noisiness? How can I stop all this mental chatter? You there you know? go. Mental chatter. That's a good way to. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people today, even today, um, they have no type of activity that calms them down. You, got, you, you have to find something that really calms you down mm-hmm. and, 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 and look at that state and what it feels like. Because it's embodied. Your brain is embodied. And it's, it controls everything in your body. So, so your body has this resonance to it. You know, it's, we're all frequency. We're, we're, we're energy. You know, at, the, at, the, at the lowest levels, we're, at the quantum levels, we're energy. And, 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 and energy is very powerful. And energy, we know that, cannot be created or destroyed. It just transmutes itself into another forms and shapes. And so does your thoughts. And so does your movement. So with athletes, when we work with athletes, we have to, we have to quantify how they calm their brain. I mean, we'll use the EEG sensors and put them through a 10-minute neuro, neuro-meditative process, and we'll look at the data so they could know, so they could see, listen, this is, this is what your brain looks like when you're supposed to be meditating. And for the first five minutes, you were not in meditative state. What were you thinking about? Oh, geez, well, you know, I've got this and I've got this. Mm-hmm. So little by little, we start to train them to have, if they're going to fight a championship fight, that's 25 minutes. That's five-minute rounds, five-minute five rounds for an MMA fight. And so they, the brain has to be trained to have 25 minutes of absolute focus. And that focus comes from your ability to calm your brain down, to channel that energy into what's most important. And when you find an activity, I don't know what goes through your brain, Sharon, when you're painting. <laughs> it's got it very well, you know? It's, it's a soothing thing. So, yes. you know, for, and that's why you're good at what you do. Well, thank you. You're harnessing that brain power that, that you have that, in such a way that it makes you succeed at what you do. And I, I saw, thank you so much for saying that. And I, I saw some of your drawings and I was thinking, whoa, you're a really good illustrator. Oh, well, thank you. Dude, thank I you. was like, where did he get that done? So for, for, for anyone who's listening to, uh, you know, we are artistic. Everybody's artistic. I, I really don't like hearing, oh, I, I'm not artistic. You know, we all are. So would that be um, a methodology to calm someone? A reg- I say, I keep saying a regular person because you deal with athletes, but non-athletic people in order to calm themselves. Because meditation, sometimes we think you have to have your, be in this own state or this quiet mode, but just maybe taking a pen and a paper and doodling. Absolutely. And just doodle away. It makes you, if it makes you soothe and calm down, let me tell you what's happening. If you will put an EEG sensor on your, on your head when you're doing that, and you would see these nice waves calming yourself down to an alpha and even theta wave states that, that really a lot of people need to feel it. 
you know, I mean, this the sensation of what calmness feels like, mm-hmm. you know, this calmness also is part of you being in the zone when you're performing something, when you're painting something, when you're drawing something, or mm-hmm. when you're fighting or, or, or catching a football or, 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 or going for that three-point shot in a basketball court. Yeah, you're in that moment. You're in the zone. You're in that moment, yeah. And this is going to – the next question I have for you, because in your book you you say uh, the average human brain has 70,000 thoughts daily. And so you mentioned it earlier, you know, we become what we think about the most. So if someone is always thinking about uh, their struggles or depression or on the other side, they're thinking about the positivity, the living in the moment, how, how to switch those two? So because, again, the brain is such a, an amazing, oh, my God, it's, it's like my brain right now, I'm thinking, I'm trying to get the thought out. How to yeah. help somebody switch over from the negative thought to the positive thought? Because you're like, oh, you just turn it on. But for some people, it's not that easy. So you have any any tips on that? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing to do is to create that switch on button, right? Um, you can use any time, uh, any 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 term, any power word that could serve that purpose for you you know uh, a, a lot of sports psychologists i know doc chandon a uh, uh, good good friend of mine uh, from albuquerque he, tra- he, he does a sports psychology for uh, a lot of the fighters that we work for he teaches them about using power words to create that switch you know so what's a uh, good couple of power words that somebody could pick up today listening and they're like okay well, what's, what's a good po- what's a good power for you you know oh. you make up you make up your own oh. power word yeah you yeah. make up your own power you know if it's a shithead, okay. You, yeah. you know, I'm thinking like a shithead. You flip the shithead button, you know? Yeah, and right. That, and that's the first thing that you have to do is is be aware that it's there, happening. There you go. It's, it's happening to me right now. You know, the, I mean, 70,000 thoughts in a day is a lot of thinking. That's a lot of mental chatter. But you know what's astronomical even more than that? 80... Almost, almost ninety percent of those thoughts are the very same thoughts. Over what? Okay, so ninety percent of those thoughts are the same thoughts. Are the same thoughts over and over and over. it is a vicious cycle. Let me tell you what. Why that happens? That happens because every time you rethink something about the same thing, you know, the past or whatever the case may be, the neural networks that have that thought constantly are communicating so their 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 communication is getting every time that happens you know it's funny i I think of it like a file cabinet right is opening up the file and it's going to pull up that file again yeah absolutely here it is yeah so i mean and 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 some of the most memorable thoughts are, are are ones that have strong emotions attached to them you know, and then that's what we continually uh, want to think about those things. It's like your brain says, hey, oh, and don't forget, you hate this guy or you hate this person or you, <laughs> this guy's a shithead. Or, you, you know, and it's like, let it go. Yeah. You know what? Being cognizant. Hey, I'm here. Here it comes again. Right, right. I'm thinking about this. Let me switch my, let me flip my switch. Okay. Um, that power work, whatever it is you want to use, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, it quick else, you know, I mean, the, when we talked about, and I don't know, if we talked about this in the last podcast uh, with the work of, of Dr. Joseph Ledoux 
on memory reconsolidation. Yes, we did. Get, yeah, so that, that takes place every time that the same thought comes to you, you're reinforcing that neural connection and you're reinforcing the neural connection. If it's got a, an emotion attached to it, you're constantly giving that emotion more power. There more you power. go. More power. More power over you. Uh, you know? And there's one of those things that you said in the last podcast that it, we're swinging it back around even right now. And it was, um, it's just, you're, you rewire your own circuitry, circuitry, right? And it's all the little wins every day. Uh, but when you said the brain is the bartender, the pituitary gland, it's the mental bartender. Um, do you bring that up in your book? I think I do somewhere in there. I throw that in there. And that's so, I'm amazed at your memory. You have a very good memory, Sharon. I have. Um, oh, I, I, wow. No, it's scary. That's, I, sometimes I wish. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, because they're sitting there like, I should not remember that, but I remember that. And that's, uh, what is it, like a photogenic memory? I have a, oh, I don't know. I just remember yeah, things. Just, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, <laughs> how, why do we remember things? We remember things because they're significant. And, they were, and, it was important to me when you said this. Yes. I really was listening and I'm like, yes. Holy cow. So yeah, yeah. so go, go back to when you're saying like the bar, the brain is the, the pituitary gland is a mental bartender. Can you help our audience kind of like, well, what is that? What does that mean? Sure. The pituitary gland that's in the brain and, and, and it's, it's, it's primary job is to send the signals to make these necessary neural cocktails. If you're, if you're upset about something, that bartender will quickly go to work and prepare that neural cocktail for you to make you better make you try to balance you out. If you're angry, it'll quickly start to make those neurochemicals to try to balance you out. So this, this bartender is the only bartender in town and it's in your brain, it's you know? Brain. And, and, yeah. And then people, people, we're, we're all addicts. We, we all have addictions and these addictions are to our neurochemicals, our neural cocktails that, that our brain makes for us, that our, part, mm. that our bartender prepares for us. Uh, you know, I mean, we talk about people that love to gossip about whatever. You know, they want to get their fix. You know, there the you gossiping, go. Yeah, gossiping what? is their addiction. But their addiction is not really the gossip, but is what the neurochemical that the pituitary gland, the bartender, is mixing up for them. Wow. And, and, and so then you that's how they get the, those. You know, and it's yeah. so funny. I, I constantly, after we, after that podcast, and, and not every day, but I, I try, I always ask myself, is this good for my brain? Like right now I'm drinking water. I stopped drinking my two o'clock coffee, my one o'clock coffee. I just quit doing it. I just do my coffee early in the morning at 6am and that's all the caffeine I get because that's all I need. I noticed if I, <laughs> if I have, if I have a one o'clock coffee, I'll be up till 10, you know, 10. And, and that's another thing. So brain needs like water, sleep. What, what are the things we can do to, to have a healthy brain um, and not too many margaritas cause that'll, you know, that's, that's not good either. But like, what are some basic things that help a brain rejuvenate itself? You know, sleep, water, uh, what, are, what are the things? Everything that you just touched on right there, obviously good nutrition, good rest, exercise. Actually, when you exercise, this is the work of Dr. Wendy Suzuki out of New York university. She did a, 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 a whole bunch of studies on exercise Something as, as, as simple as a 30-minute walk, a nice brisky walk, will cause your brain to create new cells. We once thought years ago that once the brain loses cells, it never regenerates new cells. Well, that's wrong. 
Uh, we wow. now know that the concept of neurogenesis, the growth of these new brain cells, takes part through the hippocampal areas, the hippocampus, and these daughter cells migrate into other areas. But if you are not stimulating your life, learning something new, picking up a book, looking at you know an instructive video, or whatever the, the, the goal is, uh, you, you're not putting these new daughter cells to work to join these neural networks and make them work for you. Is so, that, does that deal also with Alzheimer's? I mean, can that be one of yeah. the reasons that people like, you know, I notice, uh, you know, we have some older parents, they're already gone. Uh, my husband's grandmother passed away and she oh, was, sorry to hear that. Uh, oh, it's, it's been a while. It's been about seven years, but we, we were concerned with her because she wasn't doing anything anymore. They're just, just there, just hanging out, seeing the same people, watching the same TV shows. And, uh, even co- I would color books, right? You know, any, yeah. anything to do to stimulate the brain. Anything will, I mean, just something as simple as that. Learn so that if coloring a book stimulates a pre-kindergartner, it, yeah. will, it, will, it will stimulate someone that has the onset of Alzheimer's. I mean, I don't specialize in Alzheimer's. I've read some literature and some research on it, but I can tell you that the exercise piece, the stimulating your brain and doing mm-hmm. little need, knitting, uh, painting, drawing, you know, telling a story, a children's story, anything that stimulates it, it's just, I mean, as, does astronomical for the for the yeah, because the 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 brain never stops growing. I mean, it no. just does. It doesn't. And um, you also mentioned before uh, that the brain is a feeling organ. We feel first, you know. That's why people say, oh, "What do you feel like uh, having today?" Um, uh, uh, you know, it's a feeling brain. We feel before we think, you know. But thoughts direct those feelings, you oh, know. Wow. And those feelings create those memories. So it's a loop pattern. It gives you that felt experience, you know. Uh, uh, for example, have you ever drank a bunch of tequila shots till you threw up and you puked? Yes. Your body <laughs> remembers that, right? Oh, yes. So then when you smell tequila, you're like, oh, no, no. Yes, absolutely. So you do one thing of something that's just too much and your body rejects it, you know, and the memory is there. So it holds muscle memory, it holds cellular memory, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a good thing for you, right? So you want to create those, those good moments, those, those happy moments that give you meaning, meaning to, to, uh, to your brain because that eventually you're, you're, you're like that filing cabinet you just mentioned yeah, a while it, ago. You open that up, you file things, you know, and, uh, yeah. and you just get it done. You know, what would quantum, you know, uh, 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 and spiritual depths would call, this is the Akashic Records. This has already been written for you. This has already been filed for you. And if you can access that, you can uh, pretty much uh, dictate what, what your future will be like or what your past was like. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm going onto left field right here, but uh, it's, it's this field of oneness, you know, this it's, quantum it's- field. Of, of, of this unified feel that, you know, spiritual adepts call this oneness that, that needs to, you know, be explored in so many ways, mm-hmm. but that makes, makes us what we do. And, and when we're born into this biology of ours, this hardware, you know, we got to take care of this, this hardware, this microbiology, this neurobiology, and this biology that we have. 
and and with the right thoughts, with the right nutrition, with the right exercise, you know, um, those are those are things that really matter at the at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you see you see people that that are eighty years old that are still running marathons. Yes, there's I have a, my neighbor. She's eighty three and she still walks around the block every evening. Two or three yeah. times, and in, like like clockwork, and that's her thing that she does. And she's, I talked to her, and she's full of energy, and she's, you know, she's got her wits about her. And I'm like, you know, but she she does that because she, she already probably knows, you know, she wants to take care of herself. And Absolutely. so 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 everything is in the head, in the brain. So with our with a little bit of closing time that I have left, I want to, uh, what is it you can leave um, the words your audience too because they're listening, but. Anything to inspire somebody right now that, again, you're not a performance athlete. You're not going to, you're not, you know, Tim Dirty Bird. You're not going to be in the, in the cage. But, some, <laughs> but somebody who's just like, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I want to do something better with my thoughts. So you have any information, any tips for them? Yeah, number one, watch out for that overloading. Don't overload your thoughts. Be mindful of things. Be mindful. Something as simple as if, you, if you've never meditated, when you have a cup of coffee, just sit down, take a good sip, and feel how that coffee feels in your tongue. The flavors, mm. the aroma, how it goes down your, your throat, and how your body starts to feel. And that's meditation. Do, yeah, yeah, even if you do five minutes of that, you've already meditated. You have already quieted your brain circuitry down, and you've already experienced what coffee drinking is really for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and then to the other is, you know, mind, mind the gap. What is that gap that you have for your performance? You know, what are those gaps in your life that you need to close in on? Be mindful of that. You know, uh, if, if your parents still live, whatnot, you know, it's, and you haven't visited them for a while, go over there. That's a gap. Fill that gap. Yeah, okay. there you go. The mindful um, gaps. That, okay. that, those mindful gaps, you know, and give yourself some margin, you know, give yourself some margin, whatever, whatever is it that you do, take that extra mile, go one extra step, you know, what separates the best from the good or the good from the great are the ones that go an extra step. That, yeah. That's so that's important. Right. Um, and, and, and take a look at your gifts of imperfection, right? You know, if you have ADHD or whatever the case may be, <laughs> it's nothing negative. Use those gifts that society might say imperfection to your perfection. Leverage those things. And it starts in the brain because of those, of those thoughts that you want to have. Right. And you direct those thoughts with those feelings and be mindful of those things. If you don't visualize chapter six in my book, visualization i have a visualization script take a look at that visualization is so important especially early in the morning when you just wake up if you wake up around four to five that is a really good time to wake up and do your visualization because that's when your brain is in alpha and theta state and these are very suggestible very sponge-like states when you have your visualizations and you visualize what you want in life and you do it with great feeling and gratitude, you are already owning that. And you already have it. It's you how you start it. your day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there. absolutely. And you will be surprised at how beautiful your day will be, how it 
flows. Mm-hmm. And we've just, all, I've had those experiences where I do get up a little bit early and you do that and that quiet time in the morning um, yeah. when I was writing my books. Oh my goodness. Well, I am so, I'm, like I said, I'm just so thankful you came and shared some of your time with us. I want everybody to get a copy of your book. Where can they get a copy of your book? Yeah, if you go to uh, um, Amazon, um, just click on my name, Dr. Roman Alaska, copy my name, or Neurocognitive Fights Performance Training. Or if you go to my social media on uh, Instagram, for example, Dr. Roman Alaska, click the link is on my bio. Just click and take you straight there. Uh, yeah. And so, we'll um, yeah, thank you so much, Sharon. I appreciate that. Oh no! I'm like so I said. Much. I've got a copy. I'm, I've got some copies. Copies coming in the in the mail or in the Amazon, but um, it's also available on Kindle. So that's what I have on my phone. I was able to read that this morning, and oh my goodness! Um, just wish you continued success. I mean, your your contribution in the in this world is is just amazing, and that's what sets you on fire. And I, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Sharon, for having <laughs> me. It's always great. <laughs> well, thank you guys. If you have any questions, um, you can always email me at middlefingerhappiness at gmail.com. And one more time, you can follow Dr. That's Dr. Roman, R O M A N Velasquez, V like in Victor, E L A S Q U E Z from El Paso, Texas. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And let me end it with one of your quotes Don't <laughs> let toxic people rent space inside your head. Raise the rent and get those bitches out of here. Get those bitches out of here. You're yeah. so awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person one day. Uh, like twice. All right. Like well, twice. take care. Peace take out. Care. Have a great week. Thank you. Peace out too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.